once I woke up, everything was okay. You know, I felt no pain. I woke up and I saw Mel next to me. And I was in my own room and it was such a different experience. I felt so at peace. Mel got to see me. I was able to see my good friends, my frat brothers, you know, my mom and my sister. Right then and there, when I asked for God's help, well, I mean, I really didn't ask for his help. I just called out to him and told him to take me. I really, at that point when I said that, I did not want to live anymore. I was done, completely done, tapped out. It looks like he turned me off. He had to hit the switch and he turned me off. And when I woke up, I was really overwhelmed with the amount of comfort that I received from my family and friends. And the pain meds, definitely the pain meds were helping. But everything was controlled finally, finally, finally. Uh, that whole accident, it caused um, one of my lungs, my right lung to collapse. So when I woke up, I saw tubes running out of me and drainage into a plastic bag, uh, which they me measured the amount of drainage. And uh, the doctor told me I cracked a couple of my ribs. I got a bad concussion. My left cut on my arm was a good five inches long. I've never seen so many stitches in my life. And he told my mom, it's a miracle that he's alive. It's a real miracle. So I was in the ICU for four days and they've moved me into a recovery room and I stayed there for 10 more days. I was supposed to be released on the 12th day, but I was at UC Davis Medical Center and they were training an intern to pull out the tubes on the 12th day. So a doctor showed this intern how to pull out the tube. There were three tubes in me. So the doctor pulled out one tube to show the intern. And the intern pulled out the other two. That's when everything went wrong again. The first tube that she pulled out, the doctor told her she did it completely wrong. And I was... <laughs> I, at that point, I was like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm in pain here. Why are you letting an intern mess with me right now when it's critical that I get home and I get better, right? I didn't want to hear that news that she messed up right in front of me. So she, you know, she tapes up that hole and then she pulls out the other one and the doctor doesn't say anything. And I think by the end of the day, I had to get x-rays to make sure my lung um, was fully inflated. With a pneumothorax, when you collapse your lung, what happens is your lung separates from uh, your body. And that pocket of air fills with liquid. So that's why they have tubes in me to drain that liquid out of that section when they took the x-ray that night, they said my lung wasn't fully inflated because of the intern's mistake. So 
they gave me the bad news that I had to stay for two more days and insert another tube in me. So I remember being wheeled into another surgery room. It wasn't the full out surgery room. It looked like a, just a regular doctor's office with a metal, a, a metal table, which they plopped me on and it was cold. And they injected me, they injected the area that we're about to stick the tube in with some numbing solution and they stuck the tube in. And it wasn't a huge tube. The other tubes were at least half an inch thick. This was a lot smaller. So two days, two more days in the hospital waiting to my, for my lung to inflate. The doctor comes in and he pulls out the tube and thank God it wasn't another intern. So that night they released me. I didn't really notice any pain at that time because, you know, I was, I was taking, they gave me Vicodin. I, I know in the hospital, they were pumping me with morphine and I had a button. So whenever I felt pain, I just hit the button and that pain vanished. So recovery, I didn't really feel that pain because every few hours I would just pop a Vicodin. I think it was about two weeks before I went back to school. So I went back to school and I think all my Vicodin wore out my prescription. And that is when the pain finally hit me. When I started walking, my back was in so much pain. When I walked, I can feel it all the way down my legs. I can, I could, like, and I would just have to sit down. And even sitting down, I would have to continue moving the positioning of my body because nothing was comfortable. On a level from one to 10, it had to be at least an eight. My friends, you know, saw the, the pain I was in and he's, you know, I kind of told him the situation. I ran out of Vicodin. I don't know what to do right now. And he's like, hey, you want to smoke? And so, you know, he rolled up a joint and we just smoked. Um, so at that point, of course, my pain, it was probably a four so I asked him, hey, you know, can I get more of this? You know, no, you know, a few hours, I'm about to, you know, I'm going to feel some pain. And what am I going to do then? Luckily, his dealer was at the same apartment complex I was staying at. So he made the call, introduced me, and boom, I had the connection. I can just walk out of my apartment, pick up and, and be cool. So that's what I did. I started getting into a bad smoking habit, smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, going to more parties. You know, a lot of my friends uh, at, at Sacramento, uh, they were also ravers. You know, I was a raver at, at the time. And so that's what we would do. We would just party, stay out all night, drop X, smoke on the weekend, on the weekdays, go to school. The next year, I don't have my own apartment studio. I share an apartment with my one of my good friends I met at school. And I'm, I still, you know, I'm still dealing with tons of pain. Tons of pain from the accident. My back and, and my neck. I would get 
headaches. So, you know, just doing this self-medicating just helped me cope with pain that I wasn't ready for. No one taught me how to prepare for this, how to deal with it. I was just going solo. That one guidance from my friend of, you know, smoking led me down the wrong path completely. And it just turned into such a bad habit. Yeah, in October of 2000, it was a night like any other night. My roommate was out of the house. I I think I just finished smoking and it got dark all of a sudden. I felt my head turn to the right. Like someone was holding my head and turning it to the right. 